We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Morning Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Monday, and you know what we do on Mondays? We bring in James McCool. It's Mondays with McCool, James McCool, co author with me on the theory of daily fantasy sports. It's a 15 hour audio DFS masterclass you could pick up at theoryofdfs.com. And uh, no, the cat is the cat is not also a co-author, but he's coming around. He's going around over there. We got the people in the YouTube chat. Give me those thumbs ups on your way in the door. Infamous talk, Suki Singh, D.W. Lane, Kickstart, Daniel Hutchins, Matt Meir. Good morning. Good morning, James. Good morning to you. I This past week has been a pretty good week, even though uh, uh, MMA did not work out for me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm rarely going to have a good MMA slate where uh, the two 55% owned fighters put up 150 points and uh, and that the optimal also has two 30 plus percent owned guys on top of that. But outside of that, uh, uh, soccer, good to me on Saturday, won a king of the pitch ticket, finally. Uh, so I, I could say, James, I could say that I'm, a, I'm, I'm now a six-time DraftKings king of the pitch finalist. That's incredible. You've been to six live finals. Well, no, it's not a live final. I know it's, right? it's, a, right. <laughs> it's a big contest. Hey, but in, in, in the five years that I've been part of it, I came in second and third. That's pretty Maybe good. One year, third, another year. I'm going to go, I'm go for first this year when it has the biggest prize pool. I think that, that this one is going to be a hundred thousand at first. 
Wow. The previous ones were uh, uh, either 30 or 50. Like yeah. they're doing a two, they're doing a 200 man king of the pitch. It usually it's a hundred man yeah. king of the pitch. But, uh, but uh, I finally, cause I, 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 I don't play soccer as much as I used to. So I just play pretty much the main premier league slate. So I haven't had that many opportunities uh, to qualify to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and I, I'm perfectly fine. Like I, I don't need more than, than one ticket, but I'll typically by, by the end, by like the last like 20 or 30 spots. Like, I think there's like a three max, like the amount of tickets that you could win. And since the soccer lobby is quite small, a lot of times by, by the end, like all the, all the sharp players kind of have like three tickets already. Yeah. But a lot of times it over, like it's a 22 man qualifier for like 165 bucks. And then a lot of times it ends with like 14 of 22 filled yeah. like stuff like that. Like I'm much more likely to do that. I mean, I say, I say that every year, but like last, like last year, uh, like I, I won like two tickets on like the literally the first slate it was available <laughs> and then just didn't bother for the rest of the time. But, uh, but, but yeah, so that my, my week's been good to basketball. I had a, had a great, uh, but last, last week on Monday or Tuesday, uh, my cash lineup would have finished like third in the large field GPP, but I threw it into a couple of small field stuff. So I, I made like five grand on that day. So, so this past week has been, has been good to me other than MMA on, on, on Saturday where, uh, yeah, when, when all the chalk wins, like I, I'm not, I'm, I ain't, I ain't going to just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. I, uh, I mean, this, this week has been pretty good for models too, over at Pater, uh, plenty of League of Legends winners. I mean, League of Legends has been absolutely on fire over the last, uh, probably two weeks or something like that. It's been really, really good. And then basketball has been really, really strong since the all-star break. Um, averaging. So I usually average somewhere around a, a difference of 6.5 points between projection and actual. Um, that's what I aim for. Do you, do you, do you, how do you, how do you uh, judge the accuracy of your mind? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming some type of, some type of R squared, calculation i mean you say 6.5 points like what is what does that mean i just i i just pull the the median between the difference between the actual and the and the projected point. The actual of what the, of every player yeah of every player that i projected that i projected so okay, if so, i project- so, so uh, hold on so so what you would you would add up all of them and then add up the actual and then the yeah just do some product yeah yeah, but and the, then just that, run that, that, that doesn't seem like the right way to do it. It's it's super basic. I will run our squares afterwards. It's just like as a daily thing, looking back and looking through the models because I and I post it every day on Twitter. Um, but, I, but, I just but, like but to teams, go. But let's say you have one. Okay, so a team. Let's say you go by a team, and the yeah. team t- scores a total of of three hundred fantasy points. Mm-hmm. You project one guy for forty and another guy for twenty. But it ends up being that the guy that had twenty. No, no, it's it's, it's on the individual game. player level. It's on the individual player level. Okay, so an average of six. Yeah, yeah. Okay, an I average like six. six and a half. Half. You added them all up and no. then add them, and it's like, look, it's a six and a half point difference. It's like well, there's only so much production in a no. basketball game, right? Yeah, no. that's what I said. Individual like, player, individual that. player projection versus individual player actual. So okay, so the average. The average discrepancy was six and a half. Points. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what I aim for is about six and a half points. Um, yeah, but you don't but, you don't have like an R like you you aim for like point point seven eight you know like something whatever. 
I do that during the off season, just like when I'm looking for just like very basic looking at how did the slate go? I just want to see how close I was to projecting what actually happened. Um, I I would like to see obviously that more of the players in the top 20 of the models end up doing, end up exceeding their projection because since I'm leveling it against tournament value, I'm not leveling it most of the time against projection. I want guys who have higher percent chance of of hitting tournament value to end up actually exceeding tournament value. Right. Um, and then I want the guys who are below what I consider to be like an acceptable threshold. Um, I want those guys to end up not hitting tournament value. So it's, it's kind of contextual on like the day-to-day basis. A lot of like the really heavier, here's the R squareds. Here's how I need to actually go in. And I run against, um, I, I run some machine learning so I can look for correlations between things in the off season, but during day to day, I just want to see how close I was projecting. Cause if it ends up being too bad for an extended amount of time, like we're looking at like an average difference of 7.5 or eight for a week, then something's wrong. Um, because then that's, that's getting way farther away. And, you know, if you, if you have an average of like eight or nine points off of the projection, then you're not projecting very well. Um, anywhere between like six and six and a half is pretty good. Uh, you have guys. Well, who, wouldn't those numbers matter for the salary range? Like, like mean? I've, I've, because I've done this before. I've done, I've, I've plotted out an R graph mm-hmm. for for player, player by player. Yeah, and it's 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 much easier on the low salary players to have a very high R compared to the high salary players, only because the amount of point difference. Like for like for the the point that I'm making is that. Let's say you're projecting a guy that is only going to play 18 minutes for a median of 14 points. Mm -hmm. Like it's very rare for that type of player to like, like, well, he'll put up 10, he'll put up 12. I mean, it's real likely to be close to 14 yet a guy that's going to play like 36 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, like, so like these, these Raptors that end up playing 40 minutes. Yeah. Like depending on their efficiency, I mean, their, their range of outcomes like you could have their median projection of 38 and some games they'll score 54 and some games they'll score 26. So like that, that, that R value is going to be much lower. Yeah. But it's, but there, but getting that med getting that median correct is much more valuable than getting the guys that are going to play eight minutes. Like a guy that you have projected for four minutes for two and a half points, like he'll play four minutes and score two. And I mean, it's, it's easy for him like it's it's the guy that plays four minutes isn't going to score twenty four points for it to be that like your projection to be that sure. far off. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, you, do you adjust? Do you adjust for that at all? Because it seems like you just treat every player equally. I treat every player equally in in this realm, just because when I am looking at how did the models go, the the discrepancy, like saying, oh well, you only had this player project for eight minutes, and so he was within three points of his projected median. Um, that doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, that doesn't necessarily matter all that much, but if I had a guy projected for, um, 36 minutes and like, if I break that up in, in the glimpse of the slate itself in practice, that distinction doesn't matter as much as looking at it in theory. Does that make sense? I mean, I understand you're doing more of a blunt. It's super blunt. And and what I'm I'm basically just trying to see is like, Okay, if if I had like Trent Forrest last night, I had him project for eighteen point two five on DraftKings. He, he scored for twenty one point seven. He was one of the higher end players on the slate. Um, 
that's nice. But I also then had like, I don't know, uh, Svi, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name, but like the backup. Svi, Svi. Svi, sure. Yeah, whatever. I had him project for 12, but he scored zero. And it's like, if you break it up on salary threshold, Trent Forrest is going to be 40% owned. Svi is going to be like 5% owned. So which one of those guys? Svi, it's Svi. Whatever. <laughs> but in the context of the slate, like those things don't matter. Those, those differences don't matter. What matters is like, did I have the players who were supposed to do well projected well enough? Or did I have the players that were going to be high owned? If I have a low projection on them, then I need to see like, okay, well, I had a low projection on them. Was I right about having a low projection on them? Yes, no, okay, whatever. Um, but mostly I'm just trying to look at the high owned pieces. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, uh, project for 45% owned. I had him project for 27.6. He scored 26. Happy with that. That's great. Um, looking at Hassan Whiteside, he was projected lower ownership, but I had him project for 25 fantasy points. He only scored 10. So that sucks. But I want to be able to see those kinds of things so I can go back and say, okay, well, did I have like a minutes issue with Hassan Whiteside? Was it something that was affecting all of the centers? Was it affecting something based on the matchup? You know, was it an OKC thing where all of the centers got boosts that they necessarily shouldn't have gotten? Maybe I should have dropped the backup centers rather than just dropping all of the centers, stuff like that. I want to look at it like that so that I can make small tweaks because the R2 doesn't matter as much in this because I'm not making model-wide changes in you know, March of the NBA season, like thing, it's just going to roll its way out. And I know that things are going to get swirly here pretty soon, but the main things I want to look at here was the top 20 good because the top 20 is mostly what's going to show up in optimals. Uh, what was my average top 20 projected or top 20 owned top 20 in, in tournament value. So top 20 projected, but okay. since I, since I optimize on tournament value, yeah. Um, but top 20 in T-Val, I want to see that those guys did at least well, or, uh, they were like backups that didn't play well. And it was just one of those things where it's a GPP shot. I want to see the average differences between projections and actuals. So I want to see, usually I want to aim for 6.5, anything under 6.5. I'm happy with anything over. I want to kind of look at it and see why I got such big differences. And I want to see how many misses I had. And I only want the last night's slate was I projected hundred players. I had like 97 projected or something and I had 15 misses and that's pretty high. Right. So that is over yeah, but if the 15 misses are guys that are 1%. Like, like to me, it's no, it's, it's not guys that are 1% though. Like I'm just, I, I'm just saying that the, the raw number of 15 doesn't matter as much. Like you want the, the more on the play to me, the more on the player is the more yeah. I care. Cause someone, I think someone asked that last week on this show. Yeah. Like, cause I adjust ownership myself. Mm-hmm. And especially when we have people in out, I look across the industry and like the guys that are 2% owned, like I don't care about being at, like they're just a low owned play when they're in the single yeah. digits. Like, yeah. I don't care if I'm off a buy, you know, I have a guy that 4% and he ends up being one and a half. It's like from a percentage standpoint, that's a, that's a big miss, but from that, uh, doesn't matter that much for the slate. Right. I don't care. But if I have a guy that I've, project that I think is going to be 38% owned and he ends up coming in at 56% owned like that. That's a big, just like I, I need to get those things more yeah. right than care about the, the 1% owned guy. Like it's, Oh, well this guy's a good play at 1% a bad play at 3%. Like I'm never at those margins that it's going to matter, but I I need to know the difference between 
Like if I project someone at 32% ownership and they come in at 12, that means I, I that means I've lineups that are completely messed up from yeah. a leverage standpoint because of it. So like I can understand like to me, to me, that's what I focus on. On I I almost gear it more towards ownership. Like, can I get the top 40 players in ownership there and their project and their and their projection and then separating the minutes from the median? Like, like, I don't think, like, I don't know about you. Uh, I don't think uh, weighing a model based on actual versus median is the best way to judge it. I think you need to split it out two ways. I think you need to, number one, uh, the accuracy of the minutes projection to the actual minutes, mm-hmm. right? So that would be one one calculation. So like if you had... Uh, if you had uh, Josh Hart for 34 minutes and he played 35, doesn't matter how well he shot. Doesn't matter if he got 12 rebounds. It doesn't just, did you get the minutes right? Yeah. And then having that like R squared. And then the other one would be comparing the median to uh, to the, uh, the, the your model if you put in the actual minutes. Mm-hmm. So let's say, Let's say, for instance, we have some of these, like with the Raptors, Chris Boucher, right? Sometimes you project, sometimes, oh, I project him for 18 minutes, but some may be projecting for 22. Some may project him for 14. So like if I, let's say, project Chris Boucher for 22 minutes and 26 median fantasy points, like if he only plays 14 and he gets 18 fantasy points, like the minutes projection would be heavily off. Like that, that, that would be horrible. But the actual model, like if I put in now, once I took the actual minutes and then put all of that actually in the model and then project the medians for that and then compare that to actual, to me that, that you get to analyze if the model itself is yeah. working because like, to say, oh, I projected Boucher for 26. Like we had the, the slate on Friday, let's the past because I didn't play over the weekend with uh Omer Yurt Seven. Yeah. Right? Right. He remember got announced starting. starting. Right. Yeah. Instead of Caleb Martin. And he played got two fa- he played seven minutes, got two fouls, and then never came back because they played smaller in the second half. It's like, well, if you projected him for 18 minutes, like like your minutes projection ended up being wrong, being way off because of that. But you can't blame the model because if you only put him in for seven minutes and he got 7.75 points, his meeting was probably nine. Yeah. In that case, if he only played seven minutes. So you can't judge like, oh, well, my model's broken. It's like, no, your model in judging how minutes turn into production was correct, was 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 dead on. It's just that your your manual minutes that you inputted into it was off. So obviously the meetings are going to end up being off. That's a cool idea. I like that. I'll probably try to incorporate something. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Because, I always cause, say, cause you can't judge because James, you can't like, because you're manually putting in minutes. Like you're not, you're not, you're not like, you know, just coming up out of thin air type of thing. Right. It, so like if you're off on everyone's minutes, if it's a blowout, right. Right. The game blows out and the starters only play 26 minutes. And you had them for 34 to 36. Obviously, all your shit's going to be off. 
Yeah. Right. But I mean, like, but for the 26 minutes that they played, if you put in 26 minutes and you projected 27.8 and their actual was 29 or something, it's like you're, you're dead on, but your actual projection was like 38 yeah. because you thought they were going to play 35 minutes, but it was a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. I like that. Um, I, I mean, I always say that most, most, if not all of NBA is just points per minute. Like if, if you can just apply points per minute against minutes, then you can build a model for, for NBA. Um, obviously there's a lot more. It isn't as linear as that. No, no, no. Obviously like there's that, a lot that, more that goes into actually figuring out the points per minute projection and figuring out how to put together the minutes. But what it all boils down to is just like, if you have minutes and you have a minutes and a points per minute projection, you can build a very crude baseball or basketball model. Right. Um, and I, I like that of taking the, the actual minutes and, putting that up against what you would have had uh, for their points per minute off projection. I like that. So maybe I'll start doing that here pretty soon. Cause that's a pretty cool idea. I would think that's the only way you could adjust for that. Um, cause you're really, cause really when you're judging the model, you're judging the, the models, you know, interpretation of, of usage of rebound rate of assist rate of steal yeah. rate of all those types of things, ju- you know, regressed, Mm-hmm. for whatever amount of data that you have but like if you don't get the minutes right like it's not it's not the it's not the it's not the model's fault right right you put down all oh, 10 oh did we have uh you know the warriors what curry's not playing no one's playing for the warriors tonight apparently. yeah no and jordan Poole is fifty three hundred dollars and it's just a broken slate right but 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 the point i'm making is that like if if we put most like moses moody 36 minutes like if he ends up only playing twenty eight, like, what, what were you off? I mean, like it's just like no, you were off on the minutes, mm-hmm. but there's nothing inherently wrong with the model, right? It's very similar to NFL. Like in NFL, I would think it's like when you when you do uh like target rate, uh, you know the the target share, carry yeah. share, stuff like that. It's like, well, which 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 is wrong when when uh, when uh, Aaron Jones only gets 14 rushes and 7% of the targets when you have him projected for 20 rushes and 14% of the targets, like there's nothing to change in them. Like the model could be fine. It's just that your inputs, like your inputs right. are wrong. Like yeah. you're, you're, just, you're, you're not, you're not projecting uh, uh, the, the, you know, you, you played di- like in the beginning of the season we saw with uh, with the Cardinals, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it's like, well, what happened? Like, he's 8,000, and you're like, well, he, he gets a 28% target share. And he wasn't. And he, like that first game, it's like he's, like, getting 16. And then you're trying to regret. Then the next week he comes down in price, and like, well, week one must have been an aberration. And then he gets, like, 18% of the targets again. It's like, well, those two weeks must be the aberration. Like, you come... Like, but you're manually putting in. But in the beginning, if you put his target share for 18%, you would have never played him at 8,200 or something in the first week of the season, right? But you wouldn't know that type of, like, that's the information, not the turning that into a number mm-hmm. and turning it and simulating, you know, doing a Monte Carlo and getting, you know, uh, a range of outcomes after like 10,000 sims. Like, that's not where the broken part of the process is. The broken, it's like, you know, garbage in, garbage out. Right. Like you have to fix the garbage in problem, not the actual calculations of how your model works. 
Yeah. And most of the time you can, you can find those calculations. Like you can put that stuff together pretty easily, but if you don't know how to put it, put together those. Inputs, well, you can reverse that or, or James, you can reverse engineer other people's stuff. You can, you can. And there are people that really like doing stuff like that. Um, I, I, I did that a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I, I mean, I've, I've done it. I think anybody who, who is, who takes a lot of interest in this kind of stuff does it. Um, just to see if you could like figure out how people get there. But there will be people that come to my discord and they're just like, Hey James, have you come to this? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I, hey, I, what does it matter? Well, well, no, I mean, it, it matters because uh, one, if you want to try to completely recreate my model, you can just use my model. It's not like it's exceptionally expensive. And two, I work really hard on the models that I've built. I'm always happy with answering uh like how things work and where inputs come from and like how the things interact together but i'm not going to give you the actual formula to figure out my tournament values and stuff like that, yeah, that i think NBA, i think nba is the simple i mean to me i don't think it's even worth doing an nba what do you mean like reverse engineering oh yeah no, no I, don't, I don't think so. everything is too close it's like if there shouldn't be two <laughs> models in nba that are that dramatically different from a calculation standpoint, you may be putting right. in different minutes or different like, uh, defensive stuff because that—that's where my models start to differ. It's just in defense matchups. Yeah, but but I I, th I don't think they matter as much as people think they do. Sure. I I think that uh, I think that defensive stuff matters if you're approaching it from a more conceptual standpoint in NBA. Not like like I think that uh, saying this player is good on defense. So you have to avoid this player. Like people, people used to avoid playing somebody who was going to be matched up with Jimmy Butler. Right. right Which none, was, of that, none of that. That was silly. That was silly that people I can under, like, I, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but it's more of team defensive right. efficiency. And, and I think that offensive it, efficiency like that, not like yeah. position by position stuff. The, the way that I like to look at it is um, based on like players that are going to be playing wing or players that are going to be playing point or players that are going to be playing uh, in the paint um, and, and breaking it up kind of based on that, because there are teams that are a lot tough, a lot tougher in the paint. Like you can't play uh, John Morant against teams that have really, really good paint defenders because geez, well, that's I mean, all he does. Take a, take a look at the bucks. I mean, to me, the bucks are like, like bucks will allow you to shoot as many threes as you want. Yeah. But if, if you try to drive the lane, you're dead. The Cavs too. I mean, the Cavaliers are a gigantic team and they're just filled with big meaty boys. And like, you can't drive the lane on them. You just can't, you have to beat them through your guards. So things like that, I think that matters. Um, but yeah, I, but they, I they make only a different, like if, if you, if you adjust for that, they, they make a difference in like maybe two or three points on your median. It, it makes a difference on percentages against uh, baseline rates for me. So I actually apply it to different baseline rates. Uh, say that like the Cavs, I don't know, just take that example. Maybe they allow. Um, what are you doing? Like, like plus or minus league average or something? Yeah, yeah. I go against league average and I go against. So I, I regress against league average so that I can figure out what the boost is going to be applied based on the baseline rate of the player they're going to be facing. So like the Cavs might allow uh, a 20% boost in three-point shooting efficiency, which doesn't mean that a player goes from a 30% to a 50%. It means they go from a 30% to like uh, 32, yeah, 36, whatever. Um, maybe they'll get that boost, but maybe it's like a 35% drop in two-point shooting efficiency or something like that. So I apply against all of those things. 
And what it comes out to be is like maybe a good guard that, that can shoot threes, say Trent Jr. or something like that. Maybe he gets a jump in like four points in projection or something. And John Morant gets like a four point drop in his projection based on how he shoots. I think that stuff matters in NBA. And actually, I think that probably is the one that matters like in, in, in terms of sports. I think NBA has the largest effect on projection in terms of defensive uh, stats. That, that's my stance on it. I don't think that NFL, I, I hardly ever affect it based on NFL. Uh, obviously, in, in baseball, like if you want to say that pitchers are defense, then obviously that is the largest impact right. of any sport. Um, but if you want to treat it as like, the, the sports where it's a, a team against another team. I, I almost never do anything for defensive stuff outside of like NBA and league of legends. Those are the only sports I really care about. Well, that, that, that one of the, I think uh, in another sport that I, I've learned through the bat through Cardi's mm-hmm. system is that weather, what it, it think in terms that the, my my theorizing on on how weather affects games, it does, and it does much more dramatically than people think. Because if you if you notice every season in baseball, the bat takes in, the weather into account more than any other model in the industry, mm-hmm. and Cardi has backed that up with data that shows that it should. Right, so we we get, if there's 15 mile an hour winds blowing out in Wrigley the bat is going to want you to jam in Cubs into like, and their opponents into like every lineup. Yeah. They're, they're, their medians start going up, but it, you shouldn't be viewing that as a median difference. You should be viewing that as an increase in the range of outcomes. Yeah. So like to me, weather, and I think in football also, not as much, but baseball, definitely. So I've, I've done, uh, this was, I did this two years ago. Uh, the effect of wind, not heat though, just wind. Because I'm I'm doing I'm doing it bluntly. Remember, I'm not like a, a, a data scraping whiz or anything. Yeah, yeah. I just went through an entire season of every game that had at least 15 mile an hour wind blowing out. Yeah, that way, even like from like Roth's weather report. Like it, I'm not even going by historical weather. Just any game that was like increased to bats and. The the medians were higher, but the range of it's it it's only like the distribution of the players went from more normal to more bimodal. Mm. So like it it's not so the medians look the same, but in fact that they're not you're not going to get that outcome that often. So what ends up happening we see and we see this with cores right because of the stadium effect. This too that. Coors Field, uh, in these types of things, increased variance. They don't increase projection. Like if you th- obviously the medians get higher because the range of outcomes is wider. But you know we see in baseball, right, James? We have a Wrigley win game, right? And the game is three to one. And you go, like, dude, the total was twelve because the wind was blowing out. It's like, yeah, but you still need to hit the ball in the air. <laughs> right you still need to get the right launch angle you don't need to get as much of the launch angle you as long as you start getting fly balls we may see a bunch of home runs but if, if you know we got uh you know kyle hendrick's pitching you know to, to you know to, to ground balls 
to the opponent half the time. It's like it doesn't matter how much wind there is when the ball's being hit on the ground and line drives and stuff. So it's like all this wind is doing is increasing the variance of this game, right? And the same thing in reverse where, you know, the, the wind's blowing in, it's a bit rainy, it's 56 degrees. It's like all you're doing is decreasing the variance of the game. But it's not a matter of uh, this game is like is, is better. So like that, this is the main reason why like in cores, cores games that are chalk, like the more the more that the high variance games are chalky, the less I want to play of them. Yeah, it's a very it's a con, it's a it's a it's a game theory concept in general. The whole approach to GPPs is to increase the variance of your lineup. You want to increase the variance of your lineup without sacrificing as much projection as possible, which is is almost impossible to do. You're gonna have to sacrifice projection in order to add variance to your lineups, unless you're playing such weak fields that you you could get that without it. So like if, and then ownership, the more that a player is owned, the more that's reducing variance in your lineup because of the relative value difference, right? When there's a 50% owned guy and you play them, you're not adding that much variance to your lineup because half the field is getting the same points anyway. Right. right. So like in baseball, when you have a 20% owned stack or a team because of the Wrigley wind or Coors field or, or the Orioles or just the Orioles, we could just say the Orioles. Yeah, there you go. Right. Or something like that. Uh, like the more they're owned, even though this is a higher variant spot with the weather or the stadium effect, it's being completely mitigated by the ownership. So what I'm looking for is the lo- is the high variant spots that are lower owned. And sometimes that's tough to find because the Wrigley win game, you know, that gets owned. But there are certain there are certain times where it's a Coors Field game with two decent pitchers on a 14 game slate. And people are like, well, I'm going to pl- I'm going to play the, the, the 98 degree game in Texas with the two crap with Jordan Lyles pitching. Right. And that becomes like the high owned the Braves. Right. It's yeah. a launching pad. It's 94 degrees in Atlanta. And it's a you know some some garbage pitchers pitching, and next thing you know, Coors Field where it's Marquez versus uh, you know Odorizzi, so some like two decent enough pitchers, and th- and that goes under like that game becomes single digit owned. It's like no, but that's it's Coors Field, so it's still high variance, right? Right, just like the Wrigley win game. It was it, a Wrigley win game with Justin Verlander pitching. Like people may avoid it because it's Justin Verlander. It's like, dude, it, dude's a fly ball pitcher. Yeah. Like, like, dude, yeah, yes. Will Will Verlander give up? Will, will Verlander give up twelve runs? Probably not. But he could give up four home runs in this game, right? No, very easy because it's now in a high variance situation. So, like, I think the concept you could apply to other sports is that those types of things don't necessarily increase that that distribution doesn't just get more normal and, and, and move, right? It's not like it's a normal distribution that is now moved up five points. Right. Or the fact of the median is moved up five points, but it dips over there. And now you got this big hump behind it and a big hump in front of it. So it's like, you're more likely to get four, like in baseball, three to five points or 18 to 20 points rather than one to three points or uh, 12 to 16 points that that median is really, you're not, you, it, it doesn't really matter what that is. So comparing that versus the ownership, 
versus uh you know what obviously the you know the size of the field of the GPP. I just I just find I just wanted to, to highlight that that if it, those types of effects like you could model those, but I think that you're that even if you're if you're accurate on average over a thousand game sample size or something, that that the R square would look good, but the actual outcomes are gonna be on one side. You're not gonna the compare to compare those against the medians would almost be worthless. I, I would say worthless. Yeah. I mean, I think so. And, and, but I've said that for a long time about event-oriented sports. Like baseball and hockey, um, medians are nice to look at, I think. But for yeah, the but most they'll part... they'll always be off. Like how, 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 do you judge, how do you judge, like in soccer, right? With a goal, you get 12 points for a goal. 10 points for the goal, one point for the shot, one point for the shot on goal. And that's one action. And that's one action, right. But these guys, some of these guys, if their goal-scoring odds are like plus 200, plus 150... They may have like they may project for like seven or eight points. Yeah. These guys don't score seven or eight points. They'll either score three, two, zero, or they'll score 12, 14. So, like, if you went projection versus actual, like you're almost never like, these guys like never hit that number. Right? That's, because, that's, because that distribution looks like two big humps. That's why I don't do these uh like I do NBA results checks because I think the projections are important in NBA. Well, that, I, that, I that they're not adventure. I mean, that's 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 it's it's more linear. I mean, like yeah. they, they yeah. can hit their they could actually hit their medians. Yeah, Rugnet Odor, right? Either strikes out five times or hits two home runs. Right, He's never going to have seven points. I would almost say that Rugnet Odor will never hit his median. <laughs> he he will always be somewhere on the extreme, somewhere on the other side, and, and that's the thing. I, I I have said for a long time that. Event-oriented sports like baseball and hockey, if you want to look at medians, that's fine as a way to guide you a little bit towards what are considered the best plays. But I don't think that it's necessary. I don't think that you need projections unless you're going to MME. And even if you're going to MME, I think you could probably get away with just setting smart groups and grouping and correlating correctly in event-oriented sports. And I think you'd be just fine. Because what you're mostly doing, I, I mean, most projection models are going to be top down. They're going to take, uh, they're going to take sports book information. They're going to take odds for teams, and then they're going to break that down, and they're going to say, well, this is what that means. That's why the players with in the games with higher over unders are almost always going to have the higher projections because most projection models are top down. Um, and so, if if you didn't even have a projection model and you just wanted to say, oh well. This team, based on their price against the over-under of their team, they look like a good play. You could play them and you wouldn't be wrong. And, and like the, the medians, even if the medians are high or if the medians are low, the expectations are still going to be farther towards the extremes. They're going to be 0-3 to three or 12-16, like Jordan said. That's how event-oriented sports are. In order to, and in order to win them, you almost have to say the projection is low, but there's still this expectation of this outcome that can happen that is not being considered by the majority of the field. So if you're just looking at medians and you're saying, oh, well, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, all of their projections are like anywhere between three to six fantasy points. Like, I don't want to play them. It's like, okay, yeah, but like four of their guys are home run hitters. And if they all hit home runs in this game, they're all like the, the most expensive players, 4K. And they're going up against pitcher that's not like Jacob DeGrom. So 
if you're looking at the medians, yeah, you're not going to play them. But if you're looking at their range of outcomes, if you're looking at the way that they get their fantasy points, you can make much more informed decisions about them in GPPs. I love that we're talking about baseball. It's not going to happen. I'm so sad about it, Jordan. I'm I'm just I'm so annoyed about it, man. I look forward to baseball season every single year, and uh, it's my favorite model that I've ever built. It's the most complex code that I've ever written, and now I just have to sit here and wait for it to be reran. Are you more upset? To me, I'm not as upset about baseball not happening or that we're obviously being delayed or postponed sure. or yeah. moved. Uh, is the fact that that means that more late season NBA? <laughs> like, like to me, to me, NBA sees NBA DFS ends on opening day of MLB. Exactly, where it's like. Oh, oh! There's going to be uh, three or four weeks of teams tanking and late and late news. That's going to sixteen people are going to be out on given days, and I don't have to deal with that anymore. I could just play baseball. Okay, but now if there's going to be no baseball, now what am I going to do? Just sit around and not play DFS? I'm going to play League of Legends DFS. <laughs> LOL. Have you have you played MMA? I have not. They saw, so now you can't complain. Like, I'm not playing <laughs> LOL and you're not playing MMA. You don't play soccer, right? I should play MMA, actually. I should. Because I do understand that there is good edge in MMA right now. And like, it's only, it's not going to be there forever. And I and really you don't, even need a, you don't even need a model for MMA. I know. I know you don't. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you need, what? You need Vegas odds and you need projected ownership. ownership. Right. You just need, right? to, if you if you just use inside the distance lines and, and ownership, you could just build a lineup. So there you go. Right, I should do that. I I know that like there are really really good GPP players that like yourself that that are preaching to jump on MMA sooner. You don't have to play the large field. Just play just what I mean. Like you could legitimately using using inside the distance lines and and ownership, which you could just you get it here at Rotogrind. So I mean, like like you could see that in five minutes. You you could look and you go, well, this guy seems under owned for that inside the distance line. I'm going to play, and I got to play an underdog, and there's going to be a five round fight. I'll probably play one of those guys. You, you don't build one lineup. You, yeah, you I need, I need to get in on it. Okay, I will play MMA this weekend if you play League of Legends this weekend. Okay, well, I guess I'll guess when I'll play. <laughs> well, League of Legends, hey, hey, when I played League of Legends during COVID, I all I did was just basically stack two. T- I mean, like, I just I lucked into the, the right. Yeah, it's like this makes. Why wouldn't this make sense? Like I didn't know anything other than there are four teams, but it was like it was like a six game, it was a, a three game slate, right? Yeah. So six teams. So I was like, uh, I'll just play four from this team and four from the other and um, that it. That's, that's it. it, right? That, that's and, it. and I cashed. I I I got like a one point five minimum cash or something. There you go. But I didn't know the difference in the positions or anything or who I should captain. It seemed like the, the murder, death, kill guy, whatever, the, the, that MDC fidget, like they put up a lot of points. So I, I captain that person. There you go. That's how you do it. You that's what it's called, murder, death, kill? going to score the most. What is There's, the MDC? No. What is that called? Say that again? Isn't there a position called MDC? No, ADC. ADC. Adapt, average. destroy, capture. Yeah, act, destroy, capture. No, it's uh, uh, average, average damage carry average that's what it's called am i saying that right 
I don't know. I, attack damage carry. Attack damage carry. What did I say? Attack damage. Okay. That, okay. Attack, that, attack how do you not know the positions? I, I do know the positions. I don't know why I said average. Because we were talking about averages from my model earlier. And I just had average on my mind. I thought murdered, murdered death kill, which is a, which is like a, it's a wrestling fact. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you're super into wrestling. So that makes sense why that'd be in your I'm not into that wrestling. I'm not into Nick Cage, but whatever. Well, I mean, all wrestling is wrestling. I just thought it was MDC. I thought that there was, M- which is also Millions of Dead Cops, which is an old school punk band, but whatever. Sick. <laughs> that was a good call back. Uh, yeah. Now, I, I mean, League of Legends is very, I think that League of Legends is one of the most pure DFS sports, and I wish more people would play it. That's why I mention it at least twice a month on this show. Alan Burns has a good idea if there's no baseball. USFL. <sighs> You're not going to play USFL DFS? Of course I am. I'm not excited <laughs> about it, though. I don't want football all year. You don't That's want even worse football. I mean, I mean, this is even worse football. I, and I know that I'm going to have to build a model for it. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, yeah, I should get started on that. I should get started on that. I know that it starts soon. But, dude, I just can't bring myself. It, it's, I haven't had enough time since NFL. I'm not like... I need more of a break than that. I don't like football DFS enough to want to play it all year long. I really don't. I'm not going to play USFL. I don't even know if the league going to last more than four weeks. It seems like right. there's a, some spring league, it like it goes bankrupt in five weeks. Every time they, they keep trying to do this and it keeps going bankrupt. And I just, just let the NFL reign supreme, man. Yeah, well, the Rock bought XFL. So maybe the Rock could, could do something. He won't. Uh, the, the, what I do want to do, I, and I, I've been kind of like contemplating this. I want to build a model for Madden sins, right? Yeah. Because they offer those. Yeah, but there's no money in Madden sins. Well, but there's double ups. I mean, you could grind out. I think that, I think that if the model was easy enough to build, right. And I think that it is, I think there's a very, very easy way to build this model based on like the correlations that I've seen between fancy points and like, like I, I think there's a very easy way to build this model. If you could build a model that was because people aren't playing with a model in, in that, like people are just doing it because they're bored. But can you just get the game and then run simulations? No, the actual game. Well, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I guess you could, but I I know a way easier way to do it. Uh, and I, I think that you could like just grind out double ups. Like you don't even have to put a lot of thought into it. It takes what five minutes and like. If it was, if, if it's as good and easy as I think that it is, which it never is, but like, let's assume that it is. If you can run like a 70% ROI or something like that in double ups, like why wouldn't you How do that? How much action is there in Madden Sims? I don't know. 70% of what? $30 worth of action? How much? Do they do, do they still I, do? Say you can get down 500 bucks now. Can, can, yeah, I'm taking a look. What, when, they still do the Madden Sims? Last I checked. NFL... Madden Classic, Madden Stream, six o'clock. Yeah, look at this. Oh, yeah, they have a hundred dollars buy and two hundred sixty-seven dollar must fills. Look at this, dude. The Monday night Madden Stream, Monday night special, one hundred one k to first. I'm telling you, I I think that if like, what if you could have good ROI? What if you got seventy percent ROI? Double ups is one out of eleven. Who's in there? As someone I'm not, I was like, it's going to be McLovin or something. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, if you can get 500 bucks down a day and you have 70% ROI in this, if you can get 500 bucks down, that's got to be worth it. Is there, is there a head-to-head lobby? There's not, there's almost, oh, there's a $50 head-to-head posted. Let me see, show opponents. Yeah, and there's some random, there's a, right now for, for Monday night, there's some the no badger for $50 head-to-head. Dude, 
dude, you do it. Come on. Now, now <laughs> I'm interested. Now okay. I'm interested. You build a model. Okay. What you want? We'll, we'll make. How about we'll make an experiment or something. All right. Right. Since you're 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 cheap, you make the model, mm -hmm. and I'll play it. Cool. Sounds good. That's it. And if you, if you can now, get, okay, here's a question. Since I've never played Madden since, is there is there do I need to worry about late swap or on anything like that? Uh, no. They just run the, there's no, so as long as I set my lineup beforehand to whatever the model says, then I could just. Yeah, there's no questionables. There's no, they're, they're, no, you just. They don't no. do injuries. They don't do fake injuries or. I, I, there might be fake injuries, but don't quote me on that. There no, might. I'm just talking about fake injuries like before lock. Oh no, not before lock. No. Right. And in oh. game, you can't change. Okay. I, I get that. But I'm just talking about, I don't want to, I don't want to have that. I'm going to try to get $200 worth of. Madden Sims action, and then also have to like stay up for three hours in order yeah. to late swap. No, no, there's there's nothing like that. I, I think that all, all you need to do, if you can get 500 bucks down an action per day until people start blocking you, right? Or no, because it's, start, it's, it's just double up the head. head. But I only, but but James, I, I don't want to play GPPs. I just want to play one lineup. Yeah. Whatever optimal lineup out of the model is, and that's what I play. Yeah. Like I want, I want it to as, as streamlined as possible, where it's literally I, I'm just going to take your projections, throw them into lineup HQ, click the optimize button, enter it, and then just find schmucks. Yep. And let's just, I, I, if you can have good ROI in this, I, I would much rather play this over USFL. Okay. hundred percent. I like not even a question in my mind. Like I could just do this and like, just click a button for five minutes a day and like, Try That's what to I did, I did last season for NBA on FanDuel. Yeah, that is what you did last that season is what I did. for <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, it is NBA. You got to, you can still got to st uh, stay up and and late swap all your yeah. stuff. Like, like that isn't just like click it and seven o'clock. It's like after before every game, I have to rerun projections and then lock in the players that are already in and see if anything has changed. And let me tell you that more than half the time someone's going to be out and something's yeah. going to change and you're going to be swapping something. So like it's, it, you're still doing seven o'clock to 10 30. You got to be, you got to be paying attention. I want, I want the Madden Sims thing to be like, I could put in my lineup now for yeah. nine o'clock tonight and then just worry about picking up, you know, finding weird people in the law. Yeah. I, I think you could, I really do. And, and I've been thinking about this. I wanted to do it last year, but I just like the site that you have to go to, to pull the stats they run it in iframes and oh. I hate scraping iframes. Right. That's, 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 so I just didn't do it. But this right. year I'm I like I want to do it, especially if baseball is gonna be pulling this. If you don't have baseball games till June, like why wouldn't I just grind Madden Sims until June? I, I don't want to play USFL. I'll do it. Yeah, no, I'm, I've I've been thinking about tab. it. All right, we'll we'll do this. We'll uh, I'll build up a model, send it to you. You can just run your things and well, we'll, we'll see if you can get to me. Yeah. What, what are you going to send me? I don't know. It'll probably just be in Excel. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Yeah, but it, what is, it's not going to, it's going to change day to day depending on the Bro, pricing. You can, you can do data queries. I'm not going to do all the work. You I want you to do all the press, work for me. Jordan, Jordan, dude, you press one button. It's called refresh all and it pulls in all the data. Okay, okay if it's one button, if you make it, you <laughs> promise it's one button. button. You think it's I would send you something and then, CS, and then I just get a CSV. It? It's one button and then a CSV. I put it into lineup HQ and I press a button. Yeah. As long as it's only if there's three buttons, I can I can handle three buttons. What what's the maximum amount of buttons that I'm allowed to put on this? I don't know. It's uh, under sixty seconds worth of work. 
Under 60 seconds. Okay, that's easy enough. So so that's something like what? Like six buttons, seven buttons probably? Right. It, it, hey, if you could put it in Excel to optimize just in Excel so I don't even have to pull it into line of HQ. Just you can do solver. You can probably do solver. Do you do it for me. That's the point. I, I, when I say you can probably do solver, I mean yes, I yes, can I, yes. Right. You put it in the Excel spreadsheet so I could just write. Right, that's part of the button. That's one of the buttons. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll do, do this. Do you do that, and I will play that lineup, and I'll play Madden Six. This is going to be hilarious. I'm so excited for this. Right. I'm, I'm excited to probably – you know what's going to happen? I'm going to lose two grand. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get wiped by no There are going to be Madden Sim Sharks out there that I'm going to be <laughs> taking games from. And they're going to they, they're gonna know all the bugs in the game, right? Oh, you never – oh, whenever – oh, whenever the Broncos are on the slate, you got to play the backup running back because the first running back always gets injured. In, like they in know that Madden, bug. Everyone knows that bug, but so I'm taking thousand dollar head to heads over the people that know the bugs. In this Madden stream, uh, ten sixty winner take all. Bills fan is in it, so you do have oh, to worry okay. about so, that. Oh, I know Bills. Yeah, oh, so he must know all the bugs. <laughs> who's in? Who's in this thirty three? Okay, we've got a uh, Bills fan is in it, but he's the only. It, it looks like. Bill Span and Mo Hendy have been in everything that I've looked in so far. Okay, well, they 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 know what they they must know what they're doing. But those are the only guys that I'm seeing that are like. I saw a fifty. I saw a fifty dollar head to head with a notepad. What's in this? What's in this ten dollar duffel? Yeah, there's Bill Span again. Okay, so Bill Span grinds this. He's okay. he's he's the competition here. He's no, the and, I, and I know him. So so there must be some. If he if he's spending the time to do this, that there there has to be some. He he must only have three buttons also. Yeah, no, he. I guarantee he only has three buttons. Right, you you give me three buttons and let let let's. I'll, I'll make a couple of bucks a day doing this. Who cares? Three button model. Yep. Yeah, I mean, no, like, I don't have to. I don't, there's no weather conditions. There's no like, rain out. It's a video game. Video game. So right. like that's that's the thing. And like I, I I don't know, man. If you can make on average two hundred bucks a day doing this, like no, I don't. How how much action? You can't get that. No. I'm talking about can I can I make twenty or thirty bucks a day? Okay, sure. Yeah, if you can make it on average, three buttons for for sixty seconds of work. Not bad. That's some. That's if some. If I can make twenty return. bucks a day on sixty seconds worth of work, that's I mean, that's twelve hundred. I'm making twelve hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, pretty solid. Right. Pretty solid. This is gonna be good. Excited for this. Gonna have to go against Bills fan and everything, but I'll right. do three mans as long as there's the you know some some schmuck in there. Who are there three mans? Yeah, there gotta be, right? Oh yeah, there there are. There are two out of three. Who's in this? Bill's fan Mohendy. Yeah, it's um, probably it's probably the same two people. Yeah, it's it's gonna be the same two people. Right. Yeah, they're, wait, they're waiting for a schmuck. Yeah. Yep, they're they're waiting for <laughs> waiting for a schmuck. They're waiting for me. They're waiting for me. And, yeah. my, and, and, and James's three buttons. Yeah, he's in everything. He's in every contest. So he right. it, okay. So so we're gonna we're gonna try to ruin Bill's fan. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make his offseason. I, I, I guarantee you, James. If we do this, I will get a DM from you. <laughs> I guarantee. I guarantee you. I, I I do I do talk to him on occasion. Yes, I'm in a Discord with him. I guarantee. If I start showing up in Madden Sims in Madden Sims lobby, be like like tough time. Like it's like I am. I must be a real nit. Like, wow, you're going after the Maddensons? <laughs> well, that is like uh that is one of your main titles is big knit. So right. Hey, if there's 20 bucks a day there for three for 60 60 seconds and three bucks. 
If you could take five minutes a day and each one of those minutes made you $20, that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. We need to find, we need to find multiple sports where it just takes 60 seconds and you can make 20 bucks a day. I, I mean, really, really the time doesn't come into doing the lineup. The time comes into finding the, the, the opponents. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they really, that's what the time is, but I don't mind that. Time. Yeah. Yeah. That's not too bad. Right. That's a, you know, you're in the bathroom. You just like, you're on the, you're on the crapper and you're like, Oh, let me take a look. You know, like that's, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. Oh my God. There's showdowns too. Right. We could do multiple slates, right? There's not just one showdowns. Is Bill's fan in the showdown stuff also? He is. Yeah. He's great. He's everywhere in these. Yeah. It looks like uh, yeah. uh, Bill's fan. There's somebody named X Dale fish. Uh, I see him in quite a few of these. Let's see. Okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, take them down. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to show them who's boss. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of satellites in here actually, but uh, must they must be musfills? Oh yeah, they're musfills. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. So I don't care. It's, uh, they can't overlap. Okay, well, yeah. well, we'll go on this adventure. Do you, do you promise? Because remember, there's there's there's, pl- there's plenty of people watching and listening to this. Yeah, I have to be held accountable for this now. I have to actually yeah, you have this. to be held accountable. Well, and that's that's the thing. That's why I needed to say it so that I could be accountable, so that I don't just look at the iframes like I did last year and say. I don't want to do this, but now I have to because I, I yeah, now it's now I'm accountable. Right. Okay. So, theory of daily fantasy sports, fifteen-hour audio DFS masterclass. How to think like a professional DFS player. If you want more more discussion like this, more a seminar format, the game theory of daily fantasy sports. Go check that out. Fifteen hours of it. Theoryofdfs.com and James, your stuff is at paydirtdfs.com. Yeah, paydirtdfs.com. Uh, you can find me paydirt underscore dfs on Twitter. Um, like I said, running, I, I counted up the other day uh, and I run 14 different models um, throughout the entire year. So anything that you could possibly need outside of like the only two things I don't offer are MMA and, you, and uh, soccer. Those are pretty much it. And I want to add MMA. So Come get a subscription. Come hang out. Come join the Discord. Discord is free. Jordan joined it like a week ago and hasn't said a single thing since he joined it. But no, I'm sure that we could. I'm sure that we could get him to talk a little bit at some point. So come, no, come I, 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 I'm in. I'm in tons of Discord. Just I only have it so like if anyone mentions me. Yeah, you just lurk. I get it. You're a lurker. I don't even lurk. I don't even read. I just like <laughs> if anyone ever mentions me, I'm, I'm at least I'm in the hell. I will let people know that. Are you starting? I I, I need to join the Madden Sims stream. Yeah, I'm gonna make one today. It's gonna to be awesome. One, no, we don't want to give away the edge. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, this needs to be another secret one. This needs to be the cabal one. Oh, okay. Well, we've already. You know what's gonna end up happening? I'm gonna we're gonna start doing well in Madden Sims, and then all of a sudden it's gonna become. Three years from now, it's Madden Sims Millie Makers. Yeah, and and we yeah, and we will have started that. It's gonna be beautiful. Us and Bills fan just start right. starting the trend. Okay, give it a thumbs up, thumbs up, like, subscribe on your way out the door. Uh, we got uh, we got Grant's live locks later today. I think I think they're now just start doing that on the Scores and Odds YouTube channel. That may not be on the Roto Grinders channel anymore. So check it out there. We got Grinders live later today with Dean and the crew. Crunch time for premium members, and uh, and then I'll 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 see you guys tomorrow, as I'm always here answering your DFS strategy questions on the DFS pregame show on Roto Grinders.
Dot com.